July 14th, and so of course, we're going to start talking about the 2018 fantasy baseball season on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. But first, sports trades are scary. One person can be replaced by another, exchanged for money, or given away for a hypothetical future person. And then once they leave your team, you can't like them anymore, even if you own their jersey, which you also can't wear anymore. Except at B dubs, they won't judge, even if your friends might. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings, Beer, Sports. Heath. Yes. Do you own any old jerseys that uh that for the players that aren't on your team? I almost bought you a Jamal Charles Kansas City Chiefs jersey, but yeah. I wasn't sure if the wounds were too uh were too raw. No, I would I would proud like I don't actually wear jerseys. It was it's a nice jersey. But it I might have still be there. multiple jerseys, I believe, in my possession. I have a Jock Vaughn Kansas jersey. Okay. I have a Ryan Jansen Royals jersey. Sure. Ooh. A Billy Who Butler. Ryan Jansen. Billy You're, Butler Royals you jersey. You might be a hipster. What? You might be a hipster. Why? You own a bunch of ironic jerseys. And you don't even wear them. Um, A Kobe jersey. That's definitely an ironic jersey. You know. I have a very embarrassing but I don't, one. But I, don't I have never owned a sports jersey with a player's name on the back. Really? Never. Because hmm. those are more expensive. <laughs> I own a shirt. I own a Jose Fernandez jersey and a Chris Quinn Miami Heat jersey because I am a hipster, and a yeah. Chris Quinn jersey is just about the most ironic one you. Can oh, we're wear. counting jerseys? No, sure. no, 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 just jerseys. Shirsies. I did throw a jersey away once. Jerseys the way to because go. a player left. Jerseys. I love jerseys because they don't cost nearly as much. They get the basic point across. The investment <laughs> isn't there if the player moves on. Uh, yeah, my embarrassing example, I have an Antoine Walker Hawks jersey. Wow. He yeah. was the worst. Did he was there like a year. for the Hawks? <laughs> yeah, like a year. I mean, um, look, the, the most highly sought-after hipster NBA jersey is, of course, the Rasheed Wallace Atlanta Hawks jersey. He played for them for two games. <laughs> Be like a Piazza Marlins jersey, right? I, yes. I threw my Zach Grinky Royals jersey in the trash. Wow. Wow. That was... But he, like, he, he was like your LeBron, basically. Like, Deep in your feelings. We talk about people that get mad over players leaving and not doing it the right way. Grinky literally talked about trying to force his way out of Kansas City while he was still on the team and then did it. That's the right way. Um, yes, he made the team look like the good guys. Yeah. Like, that was the right way. That's but the right way to do it. I, he also gave me the feels for a little while. Yeah, you were in your feelings. I don't, I, I don't imagine you would have done that today. I mean, I don't think you'll you'll throw your Eric Hosmer jersey away when the. I don't have any Hosmer jerseys or okay. jerseys. Salvador for sure. Okay, but he's gonna be there forever. <laughs> this has been a good podcast. <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna draft the first rounds for the first two rounds for next year. We're gonna talk trade deadline bold predictions. I hope you guys bring the heat. We are gonna preview Week 16. We've got some of your emails, fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. But first. Let's talk about some big news. There's not a ton of big news. This little-known Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim outfielder will be returning from the DL today, Mike Trout. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Chris Davis will also come off the DL on Friday. Chris Davis with a C, obviously. Jose Quintana will make his Chicago Cubs debut on Sunday versus Baltimore. You're obviously starting him, right? Good to know. Yes. Kyle yes. Hendricks, there was some talk of Kyle Hendricks returning from the DL from his finger injury uh, as soon as the start of the All-Star break, but he will make one more rehab start in the minors at least before coming back, but we do expect him to have a place in the rotation. Uh, John Lackey should have a place in the rotation still, right? Yeah, when he he's coming back from the DL. He, sh- he should be back for the first full mm-hmm. week, uh, the first opening the Cubs have there. I'm not sure he should have a, rot- a spot in your fantasy rotation. I mean, he's, he's only on like fringes. I think he's only like eighty percent owned at this point. I so. would not start John Lackey until I saw a good start from him. Fair. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez will start for the Red Sox on Monday. Are we starting him? He had mixed results in his rehab assignment, right? Like, yeah, really I, up and down. I never know what to make of that. Like, right. It, for for a guy like Madison Bumgarner, 
you just kind of ignore it because right. he's had such a, a, a good track record. His last one was great, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's coming back the first turn through the rotation, right? Yeah, he'll be back Saturday. So you can, if you if you use the short week, the short uh, three-day week, Bumgarner is somebody you'll want to get in your lineup. Uh, and if if you do divide those two, the 10-day stretch after the All-Star game into two weeks, the three-day and the seven-day, uh, then Eduardo Rodriguez is actually going yep. to be a two-star pitcher. In week 16. In week 16, which is the default setting. On CBS Sports, so uh, so Fister, that would be enough for me to go ahead and activate Rodriguez. Doug Fister is probably uh, scheduled to be a two-star pitcher. I would bet he's not going to be. He is scheduled to start for the Red Sox on Tuesday. Uh, smart money's probably on that being his last appearance with the Boston right, Red Sox because they'll be that would once Eduardo Rodriguez is back in the rotation. That's a six-man rotation. I'd, yeah. I'd kind of surprise Fister is getting one last turn, but yeah, it'll be his last one. He might stick around in long relief, but I think probably not. Lonnie Chisenhall was placed on the DL on Friday. Tyler Naquin made his uh, made his return. He was recalled. He'll split time in right field while Lonnie Chisenhall's out with a calf injury. And Eduardo Nunez is returning from his hamstring injury for the Giants on Friday. Guys, let's draft next year's first round. Like I said, we're going to do some Week 16 preview stuff a little later on in the show. We'll take your emails, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. But we are going to go through and draft the first two rounds for next season. We're going to go in order. Is this a head-to-head draft or a roto draft? Um, <laughs> That was not something you'd even consider. <laughs> don't, don't say it. Both. No. That doesn't, that doesn't work. For the first two I rounds, mean, we're it pretty just, much we're does. just kind of getting a feel for next year's player. Yeah, we're, we don't, we don't want to we don't want to alienate half of our audience. Uh, head-to-head categories league. <laughs> a head-to-head categories league. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now we're alienating eighty percent of our users. <laughs> um, I'm not committing to anything. So we're going to go in order, and we we determined the order completely randomly before the show. Who had pizza the most recently is how we will uh, do that. And, Look, I, I happened to have pizza last night. It, uh, yeah, I didn't make yeah. the rule. Who came up with, you, you I didn't did make, make the rule. rule. You I'm just did playing by the, the rules rule. uh, that we established for this. All of us agreed that this was the way we were going to do it. So I have the first pick. Scott, you had pizza on Monday. You'll get the second pick. Oh. Heath, I, I'm sorry. I don't I, – I, and this is kind of unusual. I can't remember the last time I had pizza. I'm sure it was in the, within the last week, though. I I almost uh, I almost had pizza yesterday afternoon, which still would have been. I may have pizza as soon as we're done with this podcast. Oh. So, number one pick goes to me, and I. Uh, it's obvious. It's Mike Trout. Still, but that's yeah, why you gave it to yourself because you didn't want to have to make a decision. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm very lazy. So Mike Trout, number one. I think that uh, that's the easy call. Look, someone someone might try to get cute, but it's it's Mike Trout. Nothing we've seen. The thumb injury. Barring something crazy, like him just coming back and not... Lo- is there any way Mike Trout's not the number one pick next year? If he tears his ACL in September. <laughs> Fair. I could see, provided he stays healthy the rest of season, the, the state of pitching in baseball this year, particularly in a head-to-head league, I think either categories or points, I could see somebody making a case for Clayton Kershaw, number one. I'm not ready to make that case, but that's the only... Like, if you're going to go hitter, I think it has to be Trout. Are you willing to make the case for Clayton Kershaw at number two? Um, I'm tempted. I'm okay. very tempted. Um, but I am interested in seeing what you guys decide to do with Clayton Kershaw. So instead, I will go the more traditional route. I will take Paul Goldschmidt, yeah. I think, is the second best hitter in, uh, in, in fantasy right now. Somebody who in those categories leagues... We'll give you some steals in addition to everything else. He's on a 35-30 pace, I believe. You know what's interesting, though? I want to go ahead and bring his name up. Uh, I think it'll be later in the first round when we end up taking him. Freddie Freeman has actually been the best head-to-head point-per-game hitter this year, even better than Trout. So Freeman, um, it, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. We'll get to him in about six picks, Scott. Don't don't sure. get too excited. Sure. But he's he, been even better than Goldschmidt. That's why I brought it up. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with third base. I believe that Nolan Arenado will still be playing at Coors Field going into next year. You know, he's just 26 years old. He will uh, not be 27 for four, five, five years, I guess. at the start of next year. 
just, three consecutive years basically of a 900 OPS. And met, he's he's just metronomic consistency. He's going to yes. lead the league in RBI for the third straight year probably. He had 130 last two years ago, 133 last year. On pace for right about 133 this year. The home runs are down a little bit this year, but I bet by the end of the year they're not. And the doubles are up. Yeah. Has, I would guess we're going to see a, a home run barrage for Arenado in the second half. Oh, he's due. What? He's due. He is due. I'm going to make up for lost time, as they say. He's been a monster anyway, I mean. But he probably will, yes. Just not someone we ever talk about. Not someone we ever really need to talk about because he's so good. Yep. And I thought that was really clever by Scott, knowing that he didn't have to take Kershaw at two because he'd still be there at five when he picks again. Yeah, it's this. I is, do. Uh, I'm pretty good at playing games, Heath. I don't know if you realize this. This is where we're at an interesting part because I think I don't know if you guys agree, but is this the point where Aaron Judge comes into the conversation? No, not for me. No, no. I I don't think it's going to be first round. Now, I could get. I mean, based if everybody on Lilo else Wright, in the industry is calling Aaron Judge a first rounder next year, I could probably get pressured into moving him into my first round. Well, but I'll I'll throw in some context there. Roto World recently released their top three hundred for twenty eighteen, and Aaron Judge is number four. Yeah. Nope. I I think even in the second half, we're going to see some measure of regression. Now he'll still be great. He'll still be top ten outfielder. I think pretty easily. Okay. I but, I talked about this earlier in the week. And I just want to make it clear that I'm not poo-pooing Aaron Judge. <laughs> but over the past five years, there have been 30 hitters that have struck out as often as he has or more. The best batting average for those 30 hitters was 275. The very best. Yeah. I, his now, batting nobody, average is going to crash. Nobody makes the kind of contact now, Judge does. And I, w- I will point out a few things in Judge's favor. Um, not a fly ball hitter at least to the extent that most extreme strikeout guys are. Right. Um, and he has very strange batted ball tendencies. He's a an extreme opposite field fly ball hitter. Might make him a little harder to uh, shift against. Yeah. It, what it doesn't do is make him a 426 bad bip guy. Yes. But, so he, yeah, that's... The, the bad bip's going to The batting average is going... Like, and if... That's fine. If he's a 45 homer guy with a 270 average, he's still a second round pick, but I, he, he's not a top five guy, in my opinion. I think the number four pick looking ahead to next season is really difficult, especially because I did not expect you to go with Nolan Arenado at yeah. number three, and that leaves me with multiple people that I can go with. Now, Bryce Harper obviously got off to that incredible start in April. Has been a little more pedestrian since, relatively speaking, he's been a, a mid eight hundreds OPS guy over the last two months. Um, I think I'm going to go with Mookie Betts number four. That's who I would go with. I think he's that's a good not pick. Uh, the the numbers are down from last season, not unpredictably, but he's got a lot of bad progression coming. He's only hitting two seventy two despite striking out well below ten percent of the time. Uh, so Mookie Betts, number four pick, Scott. I think he's the only player in baseball with at least 15 home runs and 15 stolen bases. Uh, Goldschmidt only has 13. Trey Turner probably didn't have that many home runs. Uh, that sounds correct. Mm. What, what was it you said? I was thinking about my 15 pick. homers, 15 steals. Mookie Betts, 16 and 15. One. Yeah. The only person with 14 and 14 would, you have to add Keon Broxton to that list. <laughs> uh, well, I am looking at a guy who's not far off from 15, 15, who you guys haven't mentioned yet. Uh, I was, I was considering him with the second pick. Now, Harper's a good choice, like Chris was saying. Could go back to Kershaw now. Or Jose Altuve is the one I'm looking at. And, um, you know, second base, it's deep. Everywhere is deep. But second base is lacking in true standouts. Altuve is unquestionably well, as safely as anybody can be. There's another standout at second base. Uh, he's not alone, yes. But two more. There are few. Anthony Rizzo? I'm, I'm looking right now to see if he's a- got... Anthony Rizzo is not going to get 20. Dan oh, Murphy. that's right. He needs 20. Yeah, to carry it over into next season. It it's not going to happen. Um. I, I will. I will take. I will take Altuve. I will. He is. Um, I think he's right there with Paul Goldschmidt as just 
both safe and obviously the huge upside. You you just you know what you're going to get from Jose Altuve, and the power's real. You know he he has developed into a legitimate power hitter, and you know maybe the 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 juiced ball gods are are giving him some help there, but he's going to win the batting title as often as he isn't. I think at this point. No, I I think that's uh, a very good way to say it. I listen. I'm sitting here picking at six. Bryce Harper's on the board. It's a pretty easy choice for me. I'll take Bryce Harper. That once again, one of the best hitters in baseball, one of the best players in baseball. I don't think he probably hits 325 this year, but if he hits over 300 with over 40 homers and 120 runs in RBI, that's pretty good. Helped a lot in points leagues too because the walk. Yeah. To strike out so impressive. So to recap, first six picks, Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, and Bryce Harper. But really the only one of those six I feel confident about the order in right now is Mike Trout. The others, yeah, I think you can make a case for any of those next five seconds. Here's, 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 here's where it gets a little difficult. It's been difficult. Um, yeah, because this year I think there were there were pretty clear tiers within the first round, and I'm not sure that exists where we stand right now. Well, we haven't put nearly as much thought into it as yeah. we will by the time March rolls around. Uh, I think just, but just the, to to tell you guys where I'm at, continually in, fortifying. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. In my headspace, I, I think Kershaw is on the board right now. I think Max Scherzer's on the board as soon as Kershaw goes off the board, but probably not a probably a, not before. Yeah, probably not a second before. I think Carlos Correa is on the board right now. Carlos Correa having the big breakout that we were hoping for now. I guess the issue... Let me, let me ask you this. Who do you rank first at shortstop rest of season? Because obviously we all maintain rest of season rankings. Do you still have Machado ahead of Correa rest of season? And if so, how can you justify taking Correa ahead I do of have Machado, Machado ahead of Correa rest of season. Manny Machado is actually... Carlos Correa is basically having the season Manny Machado did, what, two years ago? When he stopped running but hit all, for all the power. Oh, you know what? There's an easy justification for that. I'm an idiot. Machado is not even close to retaining shortstop eligibility going mm. into next season. So, yes. It Obviously. Seems, it seems like Correa would be the clear number short, one shortstop heading into 2018. So that makes your decision. But I will go with Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough, sir. So Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Bryce Harper, Clayton Kershaw are off the board. Scott, your third yeah, pick. Yeah, I really wanted Kershaw. I know you did. <laughs> you, were, um, you were beating your chest. You were throwing a parade. You had your baton in the air, and I snatched it from you. And I'm not completely sure that I wouldn't take him second to Trout when push comes to shove. But I... Uh, I am interested in finding out where everyone stands on him. I'm tempted to take Scherzer right away here. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he doesn't give me the same level of confidence Kershaw does. Older. That's part of Four it. Four years older, I think. Um, but remember we were all worried about his knuckle yeah. coming into this year. Like, oh, Max Scherzer, we can't take him in the second round. And now he's having like an even better year than Kershaw. Uh, he's been better than Kershaw. We talked about <laughs> that earlier in the week. Uh, so who are you going with? I am going with um I'm going with I'm going with Carlos Correa. There you go. I think shortstop is the yeah. urgency of filling that position is too high. He had the breakout we were hoping for last year. Yep. There now there's a couple other first round caliber shortstops I think Corey Seager mm-hmm. um even though and the one thing that Carlos Correa might have had on Corey Seager coming into the season was those stolen bases. He had 27 in his first two seasons combined. Zero. Yeah, Corey Seager hasn't been nearly as good as Correa this year, yeah. but still, I think, plenty of upside to grow and very safe. I, I think he's in the conversation later. And Trey Turner, who's yeah actually performed about like Correa this year in terms of fantasy point production. Uh, so, you know... Maybe if we were doing like a legit draft, like just a three-team league sincerely, uh, you know, I would be happy settling for one of those shortstops yeah. instead and probably taking Scherzer. But we're kind of thinking from a 12-team perspective But if you were thinking from here. a 12-team perspective, don't you think one of those guys might make it back to you? Mm. 
No. We're at pick eight or nine. Uh, that was pick eight, yeah. so you'd have to get I'm not counting on that, no. Eight picks to get back to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just going to take Joey Votto. Okay. Okay. Like, he's Joey still out Votto. there, right? He's still Votto out there. Having, Phenomenal year. I mean, Phenomenal career. Look, cards on the table. Joey Votto is one of the best hitters in Major League history. Like, it's just, people don't think of him that way, but that's what he is. There's no argument to be made that he isn't. He is becoming more fly ball prone, uh, taking advantage of the fact that teams are shifting him, and also the fact that the ball's juiced and it's flying a little further. But he's managed to do that without having having to sell out for power. I mean, if you're Um, a... 300 hitter, which he is, that he, walks he, almost twice as often as you strike out and hit 40 homers in a season. What more? He may be the best hitter in baseball. Over the last 162 game, uh, or the last 365 days, we were looking this up, he's 41 homers, 120 runs, 130 RBI with a 340 batting average. He, he might be the guy that, outside of Jose Altuve, you say is most likely to have a high batting average. And he's made an actual adjustment that I think validates this being his career season at age 33, uh, you know, he's 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 actually been pretty aggressive at the plate and still walked a ton. Yeah. So he's not um, he's, falling behind at the count. He's he, not, has, he doesn't have the RBI issues. We he saw has in the, the past. best plate discipline we've seen in baseball since Barry Bonds. Yeah. It, yeah. So, I mean, the only downside is he'll be 34 next year, making him far and away the oldest player drafted but so far. But if you're 34 and coming off the best season of your career by – at this point, what would be a pretty a clear margin, that that matters a lot less. This is a difficult spot for me, number 10. And I guess what I'm going to go with is the statistical scarcity as well as the positional scarcity because outside of two guys in Cincinnati and everyone in Los Angeles, the Angels, nobody's running. So I'm going to take Trey Turner and the you know, if he doesn't get hurt, guaranteed 70 steals that come with him. Okay, so to recap through 10 picks, we have Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Bryce Harper, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Correa, Joey Votto, and Trey Turner. Now, the question I'm interested in, in having Heath answer. Yes. Scott, I think you're pretty much on board with Trey Turner as a first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't hit nearly as well as we hoped, and he's been 3.9 per yeah. He's basically been Carlos Correa. He's been Heath. first yes. round production. You were the Trey Turner papoor coming into the season. I was, and let's be clear. Relative to the, right. relative to the world. Right. Relative to his draft position. Sure. Because he was basically being drafted here or a couple picks later. But, despite not being as good as he was last season, mm-hmm. he's, he was worth that draft position before his injury, even with a 280 batting average. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, he was a bust until the last month of his season. And then the last month of his season, he yeah. just ran wild. I just, for me, I but never he was, felt... he was I, bad. I never felt like he was a bust. But, but statistically, he was. He was really bad. Sure. And so... He wasn't bad. Let's... Let, let's... He... No, That's he was he was hitting like 250 with an OPS around 700. He finished with an OPS of 746. Player names, guys, like Adam always Trey says. Trey Turner. Trey like, Turner. He he was definitively bad until about the last month, and then he was awesome again. Okay. So, I am not sold on taking Trey Turner in the first round, but it's going to happen. I, I think he's a, like last year. What I was saying was I would not take him before the third round. There are probably I've, two. I'll probably take him in the second now. There are at least two players, and maybe as many as four, that I would probably take over Turner yep. because I think he's a better hitter than he's shown this year. I, I think he's going to develop into a better hitter. I think than I think that. he's a three hundred hitter. Uh, but right now, so much of his profile is dependent on him being this very prolific base dealer, and that's that's difficult to predict from year to year especially if he does grow into more of a power hitter so well and the hit the hitter profile also depends is he a 35 percent hard contact guy like he was as a rookie or is he a 25 percent hard contact guy like he was let's ignore year? that let's just well then he's not a 300 hitter l- well, sure he is because let's just he's played 168 games he's right? played one full season basically he's hit 306 with an 829 ops 21 home runs and he was right around a 20 homer pace this season 
30, 70 stolen bases in 168 games. Like, you look at his 162-game pace, that's a first-round player. That's an easy first-round player based on his entire career. And I just, I don't think yeah. it makes sense to, like, you've got a relatively small sample size, and then you start chopping up, like, well, he was bad in April, he had that good series in Colorado, but then he was in great in May, he was really good in June. Like, he's played 168 games. That's the sample size. Let's go with that. Because that's, that's including 27 awful games in 2015. So you think the 352 BABIP is just what he is? I think so. Yeah, he was a 390 BABIP guy in the minors. 388. He had a very high line drive rate last year, which is part of the reason I was confident coming into this year. He right. hasn't, that hasn't been nearly as high this year, but I don't know why he couldn't be that again. Yeah, I, I just I think he's a probably a really really high. Maybe it's three thirty five. Maybe it's three forty. Maybe he hits two ninety instead of three oh six. But yes, I think he's a decent source of power, a great source of steals, hits in a fantastic lineup that's going to get him a lot of opportunities, a lot of runs, a lot of RBI. I feel comfortable with him as a first rounder. I def- Scott definitely agree with the stolen bases. I do think he'll be a high average hitter. I don't know that he'll be a three hundred hitter. The power, um, it's, <laughs> it's two years on. in a row. He just never really showed it. It's two years in a row. Like he was on pace for like 18, 20 home runs this year. All 18 right. home runs is not a decent source of power. Sure it is. Okay. So there That's are, a low bar, but... There are four hitters I'm debating. Three hitters I'm debating between here. Remember I said it was about four... As many as four players I could potentially take ahead of Turner. Uh, I am going to let those hitters slide to my next pick. Let you guys figure it out. I'm going to take Scherzer here. So Scherzer is the 11th pick, second. So this means Freddie Freeman first will round. definitely not be a first rounder because Heath you know is Heath isn't going to take him. Yep. Uh, I'm going to take Freddie Freeman. Oh, oh, shock and awe! Freddie Freeman likely to be a third base eligible player next year. If he's, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he is. I mean, he's he needs what 14 games. You know, I wasn't even factoring that into my assessment. And that's of him. I don't like. My whole thing with the Freddie Freeman playing third base, and I'll get to my next pick shortly, but my whole thing with him playing first base, and I'm not sure we're going to get through the first two rounds uh, completely. We yeah. could we could just choose to. What? We could just choose to. What do you mean? Like, we could just go through the next round quickly. Sure, we could. Um, <laughs> my thing with Freddie Freeman playing third base is it's interesting. It doesn't affect his value that much for fantasy. Oh, I think it definitely does. I, I think third base is... Less deep than first base, yes, but it's very deep. Everything's deep, but shortstop and catcher, right? But I think degrees of depth. The the third and fourth weakest positions, which are you know a distant third and fourth behind catcher and shortstop, are uh, are third base and second base. See, I, I think third base is the second yeah, deepest position. Third base is outfield, mm. but you have more spots to fill. But my my thing is, you said you hadn't considered third base. Yeah. Would you have taken in him instead of Max Scherzer if you knew if you had remembered he was third base eligible? Probably not. Probably would you have taken not. him instead of Carlos Correa? I would. I would probably take him instead of Joey Votto. Now Votto wasn't my pick, but and to be clear, over the last 365 ga- days, as we talked about a little earlier with Votto, or yeah, with Votto, Votto's been the third best player on a per at bat basis over the last uh, calendar year. It's not calendar year. Freddie Freeman last calendar has been the best player on a per-plate appearance basis over the last 365 days. Let's go through the second round a little quicker. I'm going to take Aaron Judge. Garbage Flop. pick. I Okay. Now you're forcing me to debate between the two other hitters that Heath didn't pick. Like, Aaron Judge is the best power hitter in baseball. Like This has been a... Like a it's taken 30 days for you to go from I'm going to be the low guy on Aaron Judge to I will I don't draft him th- high. I do not think I'm going to be the high guy on Aaron Judge taking him 13th. Well, on this podcast I, you are. At I, CBS you are. Sure, but for the world. And you world, were the low guy at CBS. For the world, I will the not world. be the, the, the high guy on Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge will go as early as second in some leagues next year. I'm going to guess that to, if he hits 270 the rest of the way and the home run pace falls to what we expect it to, that he, he's nuts. Hold on. If, uh, if he hits 270 with, with 20 home runs the rest of the season. I don't expect him to hit 20 home runs the rest of the season. He finishes the season. I, I do. I, okay. I do, too. Okay. Yeah, I, I like, think he's breaking 50. 75 games, 20 home runs. That That's a really big drop in his pace. And I think it's if he hits 270, he's going to finish the season as a 315 hitter like overall. Like, hitters just, for the most part, do not hit 20 home runs in the first half and the second half. Okay. 
I don't hitters think Judge great, is the great, average hitter. Great hitters. Hitters for, I'm not, no, I'm well, not saying I, I great think, hitters don't. Right. I think hitters, Judge may be the best power hitter we've ever seen. We'd, we'd been saying that about Stanton, and it seems like he's past Stanton, right? Okay. That like If you believe that, then I think that's a very consistent position. position. If you think Aaron Judge is better than John Carlos Stanton, then uh, you should take him there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think he's better than John Carlos Stanton. I think I, I, we all have him ranked above John Carlos Stanton, right? He is the better... He is the best power hitter in baseball, even better than Giancarlo Stanton. Now, Stanton is polished in other ways that Judge isn't yet. I'm not even sure if that's true. Okay. He, he strikes out less now, but other than that. Yeah, that's that's I'm basically just... what I meant. Scott. Okay. Um, so the two remaining hitters are the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Awesome duo. I, I'm going to prioritize Rizzo over Bryant because, wow. I mean, the walk-to-strikeout ratio is so consistently impressive for Rizzo it's been better than ever this year and um I think that's that is going to that 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 lends itself to more predictable results from year to year and there's really nothing to complain about with what Rizzo's doing he got off to a slow start with the batting average but there's already been a lot of correction with that and even more to come I will point out and we'll move through this very quickly but you both have Jose Altuve ranked below Anthony Rizzo at third at second base right now in a points league, not in a roto. Just, so what kind just, of draft I, is this? I do have Rizzo throwing ahead it. in points. I do too. Throwing it out there. Yes. But I have I, Altuve ahead in roto. I feel fine about Heath, having Heath, who's your next pick? Um, I'll go with, eh, I think I'm going to do Charlie Blackman. I consider Bryant. I think I have Bryant maybe still ranked ahead of Blackman, but I'm going to go with Charlie Blackman. The last two years for him. Just, and it, just an unbelievable player. Go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. You're up. You weren't ready for this. You're not taking Bryant. Is that what you're saying? You you were I'll the one arguing. Okay. Chris Bryant. Thank you. You were the one saying he was going to hit 50 home runs this year before the season. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> 17th pick, Scott. Manny Machado. Um, Corey Seager. Uh, I... Th- hmm. I if if we're basing it on what I expect to happen for Machado in the second half, then I do think Machado is the pick here. Yep, that's who I would have taken. I will take Carlos or Corey Seager. Carlos Corey Seager. <laughs> so we are down to the last three picks. Is that right? No. Last six. Picks. Last six picks. Six picks left. I now can, this is, I think, where I'll run through the names while you think it over. Uh, well, I'm going to throw out Chris Sale. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, we do need to think about more pitchers. That's true. That's I would have taken Chris Sale if Corey Seager hadn't. Yeah, played. I think this is the this is where the drop appears to be. There's uh, one I more mean, pitcher Kluber, left. Yep. Yeah, Corey Kluber. Kluber. Mm-hmm. Um. And Daniel Murphy probably needs to be included in the tier as well. With Seager. Sure. I, I I said Joey Votto's the best batting average guy in the National League. It's probably Joe, uh, Daniel Murphy who has hit and 342 two straight years. 342 straight years. And George Springer needs to be one of these six players. Take it. So let's right? let's get these guys off okay. the board. we got five players I, left. I will take Kluber here. Corey Kluber, number yep. 20. So I will take Daniel Murphy. Okay. Now my last pick. Springer's still out there. Springer's still out there. I'll, I'll give you the guys I'm thinking about. Springer. I'm thinking about Giancarlo Stanton. I am... Who would be the next pitcher? Keichel? Granky? Yeah, I think there's a drop-off after those four. I'd yeah. probably say DeGrom. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't think a pitcher gets into this discussion so I'm going to go with I'll go with Giancarlo Stan okay that makes it easy for <laughs> me no then. no George Springer ah yeah. that's a better pick I forgot yeah yeah well now I don't have a pick lined up here so I am going to poke around a little I said a very good one Stanton I don't know well, while you're looking, I mean, let's talk about George bad, Springer. Bad he leads the majors and runs with 76 and 83 games. Not running anymore. Only two stolen bases this season. 310 average, though. He's having the big power breakout that we hoped for. 
benefiting quite a bit from the Crawford boxes. He's not someone I would pick to hit 20-plus home runs in the second half, Heath, like you said, um, about Judge. But just the the all-around game has become very impressive with George Springer. This is a terrible place to be at the end of the second round. It will be much easier by next year. But there is... Yeah, I think Stanton's the clear standout here. I'm going to take Stanton with the second-to-last pick of our little draft here. Until he gets bit by a mosquito carrying a rare disease. He's got to have some kind of unlucky injury in the second half, right? I mean, that's just the the Giancarlo Stanton story is that he just... Some freak thing happens (laughs) to him. him from getting 40 home runs again. He's only 14 away. Has never hit 40 home runs before. While well, he looks it over, looks over Leads the, the National League bad Cubs. selections here. I'm not sure it isn't Degrom, to be honest. But um, I'll recap what we've picked here. First round: Mike Trout, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Bryce Harper, Clayton Kershaw, Carlos Correa, Joey Votto, Trey Turner, Max Scherzer, and Freddie Freeman to round it out. Second round: Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant, Manny Machado, Corey Seager, Chris Sale. Corey Kluber, Daniel Murphy, George Springer, Giancarlo Stanton, and... So who's jumped into the top two rounds? Springer? Yep. Uh, He was kind of borderline coming in. Freeman? Yep. Also kind of borderline coming in. Judge, obviously. And that's it. Um, Those are the only new players who who were not in our first two rounds last year. And uh, Stanton. Well, I, I mean, Stan was kind of fringy. Corey Kluber was kind of fringy. Daniel yeah. Murphy was kind of fringy. But they were all in the conversation yeah. for round two. Judge was the only one. I think Judge is the only one really coming out of Ooh. nowhere. Yeah. That, that's, that's kind of surprising. But we'll see what Heath picks. Maybe he has another. Well, you know, I mean, I, you know how I always like to get a first baseman. Mm-hmm. And, um. Hosmer would be a reach. <laughs> Hosmer would be a reach. Are you thinking about Bellinger? Well, I, you know, Jose Abreu has been great no so far this year. <laughs> no way. Um, I think he's a pretty clearly a top ten first baseman. He there there I've is got, so much Heath crowding the, around the Jose in, Abreu. He came into the office with the the only reason he showed up to work today was to call out Scott White for not having Jose Abreu as a top twelve first baseman. That's the only that's his re, raison de etre right now. So give us your real pick. We gotta I, move on. I well, Josh Donaldson. If you won't let me take Jose oh, Donaldson, yeah, Abreu has been a lot better than Donaldson this year. He has, but is he a better um, player than Donaldson? I don't know. Donaldson may have what taken about, a step back. What I'm gonna go with Jacob Who did you take? Jacob Degrom. Yeah, he's my next best pitcher available. I I think you know if if particularly if we were declaring this for sure a head to head draft, I'm not sure that more pitchers. Shouldn't have been taken, but no, I'm I'm pretty happy with this. It seems to be at least a clear top twenty-three in some order, and then Degrom I think makes sense just prioritizing pitcher it's over everything else. Degrom, Donaldson, or Abreu, one of those. Yeah. Three. Can I can I make? But we're we're gonna move on uh, to the rest of the show. But I, how long if he keeps what he's done up this season? How long until Gary Sanchez comes off your draft board? I uh, thought about is him. He a third round pick. Third round pick. For yeah, sure. I just don't. There, I've, I've taken Posey as early as round two at times. Yeah. I just think uh, I, because I have to prioritize pitching more, I can't afford to make that leap at catcher. Yeah, and Posey's a third round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I might have to move Gary Sanchez above Buster Posey by the end of the season. Just if he keeps this up and he finishes with twenty plus twenty five homers. It's going to be really hard to ignore. Uh, among catchers with at least like, with a reasonable number of at-bats, Gary Sanchez is number one in head-to-head points per game. Do you want to know who is number two? Manny Head- Pena. No. Alex Avila. It is Evan Gaddis. Oh, believe it or not. That actually makes Even though he hasn't had sense. a great home run season. So, uh, Wow. Yeah, I'm probably still going to have Posey ahead of Sanchez, but they'll both be third-rounders. And that's our draft of next year's first two rounds. We will have trade deadline bold predictions. We will have a little bit of news for the rest of the show, Week 17 preview stuff, your emails at fantasybaseball.cbsi.com. But first, whoever invented summer was obviously a sports fan. They didn't even try to hide it. They gave us playoff hockey, playoff basketball, the opening of soccer and baseball. It's a clear display of favoritism. 
The other seasons didn't stand a chance. With three months of clutch playoff drama and the awakening of new seasons, it's clearly the work of a sports fan. They might as well have called it sports season. In fact, at Buffalo Wild Wings, they do call it sports season. So don't ever call it summer, because that's not what it is. It's sports season. We're just waiting on the legal change. Buffalo Wild Wings. Beer, wings, sports. Let's hear your trade deadline bold predictions. This is going to be a fun, quick little segment. I've got three. Scott, you just made a face, so why don't I go with my three? Did you see my three? <laughs> I didn't, no. Okay, my three are in the show notes, and I'm going to throw them out there. Number one, and this one's actually been rumbling about over the last couple of days, Zach Britton gets traded to the Dodgers. So Woo! wait, if there's people talking about this possible trade happening, and there's like mm-hmm. they are talking about the deal, yeah. is it a bold prediction? Yes. Any prediction is a bold it would prediction, be the best, right? Any it would be the, prediction is a bold it prediction. It would be one of the best okay. bullpen you, combinations in history. You always assume a trade rumor isn't, the exact rumor isn't okay. going to come to pass, right? I, maybe I'm trying to be a little too bold. Here's maybe. my number two. Yes. Garrett Cole gets traded to the Braves. You're welcome. Whoa. Why? The Braves get a, that is bold. A, a starting pitcher who's under team control for a couple more seasons. Mm-hmm. And he's probably not going to cost that much. At Why this would point. the Pirates yeah, do that? I don't know. Because that... I think the Pirates are going to start selling pieces off. The Pirates are so close, though, to being back in it. I mean, they, they still have a lot of very young, high upside pieces. Well, all of those Trading reasons. Trading McCutcheon makes sense. All of those but... reasons are things that would make it so that it's not a bold prediction. That's why it's a bold prediction. Uh... Garrett Cole gets traded to the Braves. He's on the market. That's wild because they're they're looking to move Julio Tehran because they don't trust him to be a true number one. I Do they trust saw Cole reports to be that? that Julio Tehran is not available. He's available. They <laughs> they were hoping to put Cole and Tehran together and then they'll have a number one. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. And my third bold prediction: I think the Angels go for it. They don't have much to trade anyway. They're going to go get JD Martinez. That's my bold prediction. Huh? They put a big bat behind Mike Trout to make up for the fact that Albert Pujols. All right, I have at least Didn't one ready show up to go. This year. Keith, got- Keith can go with his while I think of two more. Okay, I am going to send. I think the Blue Jays decide to tear it down. Okay, they've got to rebuild. They only have Josh Donaldson for two more years. Ooh, do they trade in? They send Josh Donaldson to the Boston Red Sox. Okay, I thought for about a boatload of prospects. I thought mm. about doing Stanton to the Red Sox, but I said that on yesterday's podcast. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. And then I'm going to have one in the Chris category of bold. We'll send David Robertson, Robertson to the Nationals. Oh, why not like, Zach Britton to the Nationals? What's that? Why not Zach Britton to the Nationals? Because he's going to the Dodgers already. Oh, you already, already committed. Good news for Brad Brock, by the way, if that happens. That, yes. Um, and then finally, as kind of just a little nugget to throw out there to Scott, one of his favorite players in all of baseball, Trevor Cahill, traded to the Kansas City Royals. Wow. I do like Trevor Cahill, and it would be great if he pitched for any team other than the Padres. I would take the Royals. Good park. Uh, not that it matters because he gets so many ground balls. Okay. Bold prediction number one. Reese Hoskins plays every day for the Phillies after the trade deadline and is the hottest fantasy pickup over the last two months. Because so where does Tommy, Tommy Joseph, Joseph get traded? traded to the Yankees. Okay. Not not a bad landing spot for Tommy Joseph. Would yeah. uh, would probably not be a top twenty four first baseman though. Yeah, well, he's barely. You'd barely have him in the top forty right now. From what we were talking, I about have earlier. him fortieth exactly right. I now. have him barely just outside the top thirty, but that's not a strong endorsement. Chris Archer gets traded to the Braves. Ooh, why are, why are the Braves trading for a starting pitcher right now? I'm because not they think because they believe they're contending next year. This was always the plan, right? This They cleared the books. This was why they made that ridiculous Chris Johnson trade, to clear yeah. the books for 2018. I mean, it, they they only are interested in pitchers that aren't rentals because yeah. they want they want a true ace to lead the young pitchers, who some of which will hopefully develop into aces. So they have to give up, what, three or four top prospects for Archer? Yeah, I don't want them to give up what the Cubs gave up for Jose Quintana. Well, you yeah, give up that, much that, more. These are, that prospect, these are bold predictions. That starts with Acuna. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're giving uh, up. I don't, new homered in his and first I don't, game at Triple. I don't see that happens, but I think they'll wear down the Rays with some with with volume as opposed to. All right, let's get one last one. One last one. Uh, I actually think Josh Donaldson is getting traded, but to the Cardinals. 
Okay. Rather than to where did you have them going? The Red Sox. Yes. Okay, that was fun. Yeah. None of these are going to come true, but it was fun. Let's the Brewers get some somebody, right? I, I, we, didn't, we didn't do the Brewers. The Brewers get a pitcher, don't two they? Two of those will come true. The Brewers will get um, Brandon McCarthy. Nova. Verlander? Sure. <laughs> All three of those would help. Let's look at some of the rest of the news. We've got some trade rumors in here. The Marlins are shopping A.J. Ramos and David Phelps. That would be bad news for A.J. Ramos. Would be very good news for Kyle Bearclaw, I would assume. Um, they have told teams that Justin Bohr, Marcelo Zuna, JT Realmuto, Christian Yelich, and for some reason Dan Straley are untouchable. So that's the decision that they're going with. Kayon Kella, shoulder injury is nearing a return, traveled with the team on their road trip to Kansas City, could be back this weekend. Is he a closer candidate for the Texas Rangers? Yeah, he was. It, it, I was thinking he was about to take the job before he got mm-hmm. hurt, and it's not like Matt Bush has really, I, I think, re-solidified anything since Kayla's been out. So, yeah, I would say so. Rafael Devers is expected to be promoted to AAA any day now, per ESPN's Red Sox reporter, which... I think today, because Pablo Sandoval was just DFA'd. Oh, my he goodness. Was playing third base for the AAA squad on a rehab assignment. Pablo's, how much money is left on that deal? Like $50 million plus, right? A good, lot. Good to be Pablo. I mean... Round mound of pounds. I'd take it. Uh, so, Rafael Devers, we could see him in the majors in September. If they can't I, trade for Josh Donaldson. Or Prado. I Prado's, Prado would be, I, I think, a, a high probability prediction, but not a very bold one. Fair. Neil Huntington, quote, pretty much eliminate the thought of Jung Ho Gong returning this season. He's still having visa issues. Colby Rasmus was placed on the restricted list. He's stepping away from baseball. He's been having issues with his surgically repaired hip. Juris Familia began a throwing program on Thursday, so there's a chance he could be back this season. And Andrew Heaney, remember that name? I do. Traded for D. Gordon, Angels, uh, not a prospect. I guess he's still a prospect. He probably still has rookie eligibility, um, right? I don't think he does. Well, but he, he used to be. Made his rehab debut on Thursday, allowed two earned runs and one and two thirds innings for the rookie league, Arizona League, Angels. That means we should see him in about a month, assuming there are no uh, setbacks. That's uh, he was he is on the major league DL. He might still have options. Yeah, no, there's there's a good chance we'll see him. I, I don't know how exciting that is. It's probably exciting on the level of... Probably a sleeper for next year. Well, it depends how he performs sure. down the stretch. I'll, I was more excited about Tyson Ross coming back than Andrew Heaney, and I don't think I own Tyson Ross in any standard league. So Scott. Yes. Let's hear some Week 16 preview stuff. We have one more piece of news. We have more news? Tim Tebow hit a game-winning oh. home run last night. He's raking it at, at, at Port St. Lucie. Let's go up. 27, 421, You guys want to go up? It's only like 45 minutes away from the office. We can go see him. Only nine strikeouts and 57 plate appearances. You, everybody was like, oh, the Mets. Yes, yeah, still all the Mets. <laughs> yes. Let's hear some two-star pitchers. I'm not going to indulge any Tim Tebow discussion. Scott, Give These me numbers are respectable. Give, give, <laughs> like, the the give me numbers. the two start pitchers for well, week 16. Look, you, you have the list in front of you, too. Beginning are we just on go July 17th? Uh, 17th? Yes. Yes, 17th. So. so we've got some big names, uh, but after that, things get really rocky. There are 44, by my count, two star pitchers. Mm hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot more guesswork that goes into this list than most l- weeks because teams still haven't f- announced their full one through fives coming back yeah. from the break. Um, so you can expect some this this is subject to change. It, it's always subject to change, but especially this time. Kershaw, Lester, Strasburg, Granke, uh, Granke, McCullers, McCullers, Stroman. Hap, Vargas, yeah, are the must starts. Yeah, Pineda because he's got good matchups yep. against the Twins and Mariners. Sure, but then there's like Nova, who you'd normally think in a two star week is must start versus Milwaukee at Colorado. Bun- nope. Bundy, Bundy versus Texas and Houston. He's, he's been, been terrible. Awful. Nope. Julio Tehran against the Cubs and Dodgers. Nope. 
Eduardo Rodriguez against the Rap, the the Blue Jays and Angels. I mean, not not bad, but fresh off the DL. Yeah, that's a risk. Um, I think those four: Nova, Bundy, Tehran, Erod. I'd have to start them in a points league. I wouldn't feel great about it. Categories leagues, maybe better to play it safe. My favorite of them is probably Rodriguez, actually. Beyond that, it's a it's a rough list. I figured out why you said it's getting rocky. Because, like, seven of these guys are pitching at Colorado. Yeah, the, yeah. Co- the Rockies have seven games of course this week? Uh, Yes. No, six games, okay. but th- the full week. Start all your Rockies. Start Except Gerardo Parra. And, yeah, because you've got Denelson Lamette, who I, I, I specifically like, but he's at Colorado, at San Francisco. That's really risky because he could be really good against San Francisco and just absolutely disastrous against I'd, Colorado. I'd be fine with it in a points league. Matt I, Moore's interesting. <laughs> Two home starts, one of them against the Padres. Yeah, yeah, he could yeah. be interesting. Yeah, he's he's going to be among the higher rated of the fringies, I think, even though it's not exciting. Sean Newcomb, I mean, a week ago we would have been thrilled for any two-start week, but Cubs, Dodgers, after a two-start week against two, I think it was the Nationals and the Astros, got crushed in both of those starts. So I am, I am unlikely to start. All right, I'll Newcomb. give you the one guy I'm going to go out and add for the two-start week. He doesn't have the best matchups, but he looked good in his return from AAA. Jared Eikhoff. I thought you were going there. Keith, your favorite. He's got Miami. He's got Milwaukee. Eikhoff is one of the most questionable of all because Phillies only play six games. We don't know who's going to start fourth, who's going to start fifth for them back from the break. I just picked Eikhoff because he's the better pitcher. Uh, It's possible it'll be um, uh, lighter. And I will consider... I will consider Zach Wheeler versus the Cardinals and and A's. I'm going to consider Junior Guerra. I know he's had some major problems, but both of his starts are away from Miller Park. He get this. I almost called Pittsburgh the Steelers. He's got the two Pennsylvania teams. I almost called the Blue Jays the Raptors. He gets to spend the whole week in Pennsylvania. It's beautiful up there this time of year. It rains a lot. Very, it's questionable for him too. He's he's on the DL right now. There's a good chance he'll come off in time to make the two starts, but it's not guaranteed. So the point is, <laughs> um, if you're looking for pitchers for Week 16, um, probably just going to go with your guys. Just ride your horses. There, I am I am straining to. I'm straining to find five that I like. CC Sabathia at Minnesota at Seattle. Eh, could no. could do worse. Two starts, Tom against the Phillies and Tom Reds. Tom against the Phillies and Reds. No, not really. Josh Tomlin at, at San, San Francisco. Francisco versus Toronto. His last start was good, but when he's bad, he is horrid. Yeah, I wish that was Mike Clevenger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's... It's not great. Yeah, this is not a week to stretch. Oh, how about Brent Suter, who I, I think is very safe two-start option in, in that he will make both of his starts. <laughs> same Those same matchups... <laughs> Those same matchups that uh, Guerra had, and at yeah. Pittsburgh, at Philly. Um, I wasn't laughing at you. I was desperate. laughing at you. Were saying he was very safe because he's going to start both of those games, right? That, that's <laughs> I. Usually, when we say safe, we mean so something else. So. The, the point is, ride your horses. Go with your one star guys who are who you feel confident in. Don't stretch for for a two start uh, unless you want to gamble on Denelson Lamette. Gamble on Jared Eikhoff, gamble on Zach Wheeler. We don't like any of any of these guys, really, though. Any anybody that's widely available. Yeah, maybe Eduardo Rodriguez, who's about seventy percent owned. I think. Really, he's that low? Um, yeah, even like Ariel Miranda. That's a guy I look to a lot when he's making two starts. But it's at, at Houston, Houston versus the Yankees. The Yankees. <laughs> All right, let's move yeah. on to some of your emails. Fantasy baseball at cbsi dot com. Philip has the first one. If five is more of the same, one is major regression, and ten is an MVP candidate, on a scale of one to ten, what can we expect from Domingo Santana rest of season? Five. Five. You guys are lazy. Five. <laughs> John in Peoria? Yeah. Dear Adam, Jamie, and Nando, I've never heard of those guys. Have you heard anything about Trey Turner's wrist? Is he worth buying low in a categories league with playoffs starting in late August? We have one of our biggest disparities in our rankings, and Mm -hmm. I was looking at this this morning. I thought 
I went searching frantically for Trey Turner news because both of you guys still have him, I think, in your top ten. Mm-hmm. I moved him down to about 15. I had dropped him down to about 20. There's been no news. None. So I am assuming a, a late August return, mid to late so August return. might be worth buying if you're feeling confident that you're in the playoffs in that kind of form. As long as you can buy really low because he may not help you. Yeah, I mean it depends. It it depends what like I I still have this question. It's why Turner's so high in my ranking still. Which hitters really hold value? Because there are, are so many first basemen that I just, are I just dropped Hanley in a league. Yeah, and I, I recently dropped Justin Bohr. Uh he got hot again, but I dropped him for Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer was available, which says a lot too. I mean if you're trading if you're trading like one of those first basemen in the 10 to 15 range for him or an outfielder in the, you know, 30 to 45 range, I, I think it's worth it. Okay, Jonathan Trout is on the DL. His activation means he needs to drop someone. He's got conflicting cases to keep or drop a bunch of players, but who would you drop? One pitcher and one hitter from this list. Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, Luis Castillo, Trevor Cahill, David Peralta, Clint Fla- Frazier, Matt Adams, and DJ LeMahieu. All right, who is this email from? <sighs> Jonathan. Jonathan, because there's uh, no way I'm keeping up with all those names. So which one of these pitchers would you drop? Lance Lynn, Carlos Rodon, Luis Castillo, and Trevor Cahill. I, I, I would have trouble with it, but I still don't buy Lance Lynn. His peripherals are mostly pretty bad, so I, I think he has the least upside of this group. And I I'm, would I'm probably drop Cahill. I agree Lynn has the least upside of this group, but I'd have to drop Castillo just because I feel like... I mean, he hasn't had a good start yet. There are good signs. Oh, I don't think that's true at all. Um, well, here comes the semantic debate over what's a good start. Yeah. It's always fabulous when we do this. Yeah, this is... Um, I'm going to go with Cahill. I think Rodon is the clear guy you keep. So we found the guy who's low on Cahill. Is he the one guy... Al loves him. I Al think. Loves him. I like him. I love. I I love him. I think the bigger problem is that I worth, like Lance Lynn. I'm more on Castillo than I am Cahill. Yeah. Like you would, Cahill would have been your if you weren't dropping Lance Lynn, it would be Cahill for you. Probably. Okay. And of the hitters, David Peralta, Clint Frazier, Matt Adams, and DJ Lemayhew. This is an interesting upside downside group. I'd probably drop. I'd probably drop Peralta. Outfielders are so easy to find. He yeah. doesn't necessarily play every day. Right. He doesn't have the upside of Cliff Free. That's an easy call. And if we, we have to pick a pitcher and a hitter, we're not just dropping one player regardless. Because mm-hmm. Peralta would be the easy number one to drop. He wanted to. Yeah. Porch in Iowa. He's in need of a second baseman in a head-to-head categories league, and it's a keeper league. Would you give up Cody Bellinger in a keeper league to get D. Gordon? Do I need stolen bases? You need a second baseman. You probably need stolen bases. In, in a keeper league, a long-term keeper Well, I, I, again, that depends on who your other keepers. Would you keep yeah. Bellinger for sure? Yeah. Probably not. If it's like 10-plus players are being kept, there's that little roster turnover from year to year, there, there's no way I'm giving up Bellinger. But if it's like a three-keeper deal, then I yeah, I probably am. Yeah. Okay, and Josh, he picked up Schwarber and Starling Marte recently. Starling Marte, let's remember, I think is four days away. From returning, I believe it's July 18th. He has Blackman, Shebler, Maben, Souza, and Alonso. Who are you dropping, and who has the most upside from this group? Um, Marte and Blackman, obviously, I I think, are the two you're hanging on to. Marte was someone that was a second or third round pick coming into the season. He's the second best player in this group. Um, Maybe we should just rank them? Yeah. So I'd go Blackman, Marte, Souza, Schwarber, Shebler, Maben. So you're dropping Maben. I guess so. Maybe Shebler, depending on its head to head. I think I'd drop Schwarber. I I I can't really disagree with that too much. Yeah, either. I can't disagree with it, but like I love chasing the upside with Schwarber. I think he could have an absolutely monstrous second half. I could make an argument for Maben, Shebler, or Schwarber to be dropped. Uh, in head-to-head, I'd probably drop Shepler. In Roto, I'd probably drop Shepler. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Shepler, so, Schwarber. That's a, it. 
A lot of schwas. A lot of, yeah, some alliteration there. Great podcast today. There's a term for that sound. I don't know what it is. The schwa sound. The schwa? I don't know what it is. Very helpful. Thanks for listening, guys. Adam's going to be back on Monday, I assume. Thank goodness. Wow. That, that is true. I've missed him. Have a nice weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>